From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Monday, October 31st. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Human rights lawyers want Mexico's drug war investigated by the International Criminal Court. We're going to hear details. Also, a new wave of investigations into South America's painful recent history. Politicians have finally come to understand that there won't be closure in these countries and these wounds won't be healed until there is truth and justice. And later, a young American studying at the Bolshoi in Moscow and his not-so-warm welcome. If I had understood some of the things they said, I don't think I would have been very good friends with them right now. <laughs> BBC News with Gaynor Howells. Banking shares have fallen in a number of markets amid continuing fears about the impact of the Eurozone debt crisis. In London, shares in two partly state-owned banks fell over 7%. Across the Atlantic, shares in Bank of America lost nearly 5%. And a large American investment fund, MF Global, filed for bankruptcy protection, having lent five times its reserves to Eurozone countries. It's become the first major American casualty of the crisis in the Eurozone. Andrew Walker reports. MF Global's big problem was a $6 billion investment in the debts of struggling Eurozone governments, though that did not include Greece. Having previously focused on making trades for customers, the company had started putting more of its own money into the market, under the leadership of a former Goldman Sachs chief who also had a political career as a senator and state governor. MF Global is not big enough to be a danger for wider financial stability, but it is a warning that Europe's crisis can have effects beyond its borders. Earlier, a report by the International Labour Organization warned that the global economy was on the verge of what it called a new and deeper jobs recession. The United States is stopping its financial contributions to the United Nations cultural agency UNESCO after the Palestinians were admitted to the organization as a full member. A U.S. State Department spokeswoman, Victoria Nuland, said a $60 million payment to UNESCO due to be made in November would not go ahead. From Washington, Paul Adams reports. Washington is in a bind. It regards UNESCO as a valuable UN agency and gives it around $70 million a year, or a fifth of its annual budget but it's also bound by strict laws passed in the 1990s by an overwhelmingly pro-Israel Congress. Looking uncomfortable, Victoria Newland said the administration wanted to continue working with the agency, but recognised that its membership would be compromised if it failed to pay its contributions. She expressed concern over the loss of US influence and the possibility that the same scenario might unfold with other UN agencies. The motion to admit the Palestinians was passed by a substantial majority of delegates at the UNESCO General Conference in Paris. The Secretary-General of NATO, Anas Fogh Rasmussen, has gone to Libya to mark the formal cessation of the bombing campaign that helped topple Colonel Gaddafi. Mr Rasmussen said that through air attacks, which began in mid-March, NATO had worked with the Libyan people to liberate their country. You acted to change your history and your destiny. We acted to protect you. Together we succeeded. Libya is finally free. I'm proud of the part NATO played. Meanwhile, Human Rights Watch has accused militias loyal to the new Libyan government of terrorising residents of the town of Tawarga over their perceived loyalty to Colonel Gaddafi. You're listening to the World News from the BBC. 
Some news just in. The interim leadership in Libya has named a new prime minister. He's Abdel Rahim Al-Kib, an electronics engineer and businessman. The government of Sudan says it's repelled an attack by rebel fighters in the southern border state of South Kordofan. It said many of the rebels were killed in the attack on the city of Teludi. South Kordofan has significant oil reserves. A court in Russia has awarded two families $100,000 each in compensation after their daughters were accidentally switched at birth. The two girls, who are now 12, were born in the same hospital in the Ural Mountains. One of the families is Muslim, the other Russian Orthodox Christian. The Dean of St Paul's Cathedral in London has become the second senior cleric to resign since anti-capitalist protesters set up camp at the cathedral two weeks ago. The Dean said that mounting...